Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Matthew on the fourth verse, and we're at the twenty uh, fourth verse, fourth chapter. <laughs> we're at the twenty third verse. There we go. Fourth chapter, verse twenty three. And we spent the previous episode on this verse right here. And you know what? We're really not done yet. Because I just want us to consider some things right here. Folks, this is so, so, so important for us. Um, uh, these truths have just been running through my mind here in recent years and months. And uh, I think God's stirring some things afoot with many of us. Let me go back and read this again. Jesus was going throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. Now, as I said in the previous episode, what we see here is that Jesus was the one that was going out. Now, he's going out through everywhere. And, and the principle is this, that we need to be going, but not going in the sense that so often uh, we bring self-condemnation upon ourselves. Literally what we see at the end of Matthew is that as you are going, as you're going through life, as you're going through the seasons of life, okay, as you're doing the various things. So if you're younger and you're raising a family and you've got a job, you you proclaim the gospel. When you're older, the family's out of the house and the schedule's different and everything, and perhaps you're retired, you proclaim <coughs> the gospel, the good news. But the seasons change, no? So Jesus taught in their synagogue. He proclaimed the gospel and he healed. Okay, He moved within the power of the Most High God and the Holy Spirit, and he met the needs of the people, and he healed the people. And we go, well, Jesus doesn't really do that that way. God doesn't do it that way. Now, we have churches, we have preachers, we have programs, we have great buildings, we have the whole Bible. Uh, we have phenomenal Bible studies. We have all sorts of things. We have small groups to where you can learn how to knit, where you can have pottery. You can do all this kind of stuff. We have this, and this is what's attractive to the world today. And they will come, and they will listen when we sort of obliquely refer uh, to the things of the Most High God, and then they'll believe. And we wonder why the church is in the situation it is today because we reject what the Lord says. Remember what the Lord said, the things that I do, you will do too, and even greater things. So what is this whole thing with healing every kind of disease? Well, the word disease here, are you ready for this? It means disease. <laughs> it means sickness. It means malady, that the Lord healed their maladies, their sicknesses. But he killed every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Now, there's synonyms in a lot of ways, that the word disease, the sickness, but they're separate Greek words. And the word sickness is really interesting. Malachia, or malachia, however you say it. See, malachia, the E's emphasized, malachia. It means this, a softness, a softness, a weakness. And it's translated three times in the scripture as a sickness. And often that's what sickness is. It's a, a debilitating type of thing. You're, you're weak in a particular kind of area. It means an infirmity. <clears throat> this is really interesting. Listen to this. This, this is what Spirozodiades says. That it's a softness, a disease, a debility, an infirmity. Then he says this. 
As referring to men, it means characterized by delicacy, effeminacy. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? So if that word is referring to men, it refers to effeminacy, that the Lord has come and he healed every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Now, I want to read several scripture passages here to us today, okay? And these are just uh, scripture things that show us how repeatedly uh, the Lord shows us that he heals. Uh, most of these are out of Matthew. Uh, well, some are out of Mark, some are out of Luke, some are out of Acts. Matthew eight sixteen says this. When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and he healed all who were ill. Matthew 9.35 says this, Jesus was going through all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every kind of sickness and every kind of disease. That's Matthew 9.35, so five chapters beyond where we are right now, the same basic statement is proclaimed to Jesus. Matthew 14, 14. When he went ashore, he saw a large crowd and felt compassion for them and healed their sick. Matthew 15, 30. And large crowds came to him, bringing with them those who were lame, crippled, blind, mute, and many others. And they laid them down at his feet and he healed them, Matthew 19, 2. And large crowds followed him, and he healed them there, Matthew 21, 14. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. Here's Mark 1, 34. And he healed many who were ill with various diseases and cast out many demons and he was not permitting the demons to speak because they knew who he was. That's interesting. Mark 3.10. And he, that's Jesus, had healed many with the result that all those who had afflictions pressed around him in order to touch him. So we actually see from the word here why people were always pressing in on Jesus. You see that in several scriptures. Uh, Luke 4.40, while the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to Jesus and lay in his hands on each one of them. He was healing them. And that laying the hands on them, that would have been uh, something that would have driven the religionists crazy because he would have been considered to be unclean. Jesus would have been because he touched those who were unclean. See, folks, this speaks so to us so often. We are fearful of touching, whether I'm talking metaphorically, if I'm talking physically, of touching those who are unclean. Luke 7, 21 says this. At that very time, he cured many people of diseases and afflictions and evil spirits. And he gave sight to many who were blind. Notice how the healing and the curing of diseases and afflictions and evil spirits are so often tied together. You caught that, huh? And then the last one, Acts 10, 38. You know of Jesus, and this is one of the disciples proclaiming, you know of Jesus Nazareth, how God anointed him 
with the Holy Spirit and with power and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Folks, we can make the same proclamation about those of us who are believers based upon the word of God. God is with us. The Lord empowers us with his Holy Spirit. The Lord releases healing through his Holy Spirit as he desires, when he desires. And he often will use those who are believers. It's called the gift of healing. You see it in the scripture. It's not the kind of thing that so often people think you turn it on, turn it off. It's at the behest of the Lord himself. But notice, again, he was doing good. He was healing all those oppressed by the devil. A lot of times the sickness is an oppression and the attack of the devil. And the Lord, folks, desires to heal people. Now, here's the question. Our time's up. Are we desirous? of being the vessel by which the Lord moves and does such things. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.